Today is the 2nd of September 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. If you're joining us for the very first time, let me say welcome and thank you for joining us. And let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture and music. It's simple. You'll pick it up as we go along. But let's start today's leg of walking the way with our opening prayer. Let's pray, shall we? There is no way that we can truly bless you, O God. No way that we can truly become a blessing to others without your blessing first becoming a part of us. Behind the scenes, you're at work, Lord, blessing this world. For the wrong of which we are so often a part, we deserve your curse. But you bless us instead, Lord. Thank you. We ask your blessing, your active presence among us today. Work in us and through us. Allow us to see the evidence of your involvement. O oh, bless the Lord. May all that is within us bless your holy name. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, Jesus is arrested and we finish the book of Ecclesiastes. But we'll see you on the other side.
Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning. Father, we ask that you would prepare our hearts as we read the scriptures this morning. Open our hearts and our minds to the mysteries and truths that are hidden within these words, that we may discover a clarity of understanding that was hidden from us before. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the contemporary English version, and we're beginning with Amos 4. The Lord said, You women of Samaria are fat cows. You mistreat and abuse the poor and needy. And then you say to your husbands, Bring us more drinks. I, the Lord God, have sworn by my own name that your time is coming. Not one of you will be left. You will be taken away by sharp hooks. You will be dragged through holes in your city walls. And you will be thrown towards Harmon. I, the Lord, have spoken. The Lord said, Come to Bethel and Gilgal. Sin all you want. Offer sacrifices the next morning and bring a tenth of your crops on the third day. Bring offerings to show me how thankful you are. Gladly bring more offerings than I have demanded. You really love to do this. I, the Lord God, have spoken. I, the Lord, took away the food from every town and village, but still you rejected me. Three months before harvest I kept back the rain. Sometimes I would let it fall on one town or field, but not on another, and pastures dried up. People from two or three towns would go to a town that still had water, but it wasn't enough. Even then you rejected me. I, the Lord, have spoken. I dried up your grain fields. Your gardens and vineyards turned brown. Locusts ate your fig trees and olive orchards. But even then you rejected me. I, the Lord, have spoken. I did terrible things to you, just as I did to Egypt. I killed your young men in war. I let your horses be stolen. I made your camp stink with dead bodies. Even then you rejected me. I, the Lord, have spoken. I destroyed many of you, just as I did the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. You were a burning stick I rescued from the fire. Even then you rejected me. I, the Lord, have spoken. Now, Israel, I myself will deal with you. Get ready to face your God. I created the mountains and the winds. I let humans know what I was thinking. I bring darkness at dawn and step over hills. I am the Lord God all-powerful. Listen, nation of Israel, to my mournful message. You, dearest Israel, have fallen never to rise again. You lie deserted in your own land with no one to help you up. The Lord God has warned, from every ten soldiers, only one will be left. From a thousand troops, only a hundred will survive. The Lord keeps saying, Israel, turn back to me and you will live. Don't go to Gilgal or Bethel or even to Beersheba. Gilgal will be dragged away and Bethel will end up as nothing. Turn back to the Lord, you descendants of Joseph, and you will live. If you don't, the Lord will attack like fire. Bethel will burn to the ground and no one can save it. You people are doomed. You twist the truth and stomp on justice. But the Lord created the stars and put them in place. He turns darkness to dawn and daylight to darkness. He scoops up the ocean and empties it on the earth. God destroys mighty soldiers and strong fortresses. The Lord said, 
You people hate judges and honest witnesses. You abuse the poor and demand heavy taxes from them. You have built expensive homes, but you won't enjoy them. You have planted vineyards, but you will get no wine. I am the Lord, and I know your terrible sins. You cheat honest people and take bribes. You rob the poor of justice. Times are so evil that anyone with good sense will keep quiet. If you really want to live, you must stop doing wrong and start doing right. I, the Lord God All-Powerful, will then be on your side just as you claim I am. Choose good instead of evil. See that justice is done. Maybe I, the Lord All-Powerful, will be kind to what's left of your people. This is what the Lord has sworn. Noisy crying will be heard in every town and street. Even farmers will be told to mourn for the dead, together with those who are paid to mourn. Your vineyards will be filled with crying and weeping because I will punish you. I, the Lord, have spoken. You look forward to the day when the Lord comes to judge, but you are in for trouble. It won't be a time of sunshine. All will be darkness. You will run from a lion only to meet a bear. You will escape to your house, rest your hand on a wall, and be bitten by a snake. The day when the Lord judges will be dark, very dark without a day of light. I, the Lord, hate and despise your religious celebrations and your time of worship. I won't accept your offerings or animal sacrifices, not even your very best. No more of your noisy songs. I won't listen when you play your harps. But let justice and fairness flow like a river that never runs dry. Israel, for forty years you wandered in the desert without bringing offerings of sacrifices to me. Now you will be made to carry the two idols you made, Sukkoth, the one you call king, and Kaiwan, the one you built in the shape of a star. I will force you to march as captives beyond Damascus. I, the Lord God All-Powerful, have spoken. Do you rulers in Jerusalem and in the city of Samaria feel safe and at ease? Everyone bows down to you and you think you're better than any other nation, but you are in for trouble. Look what happened to the cities of Kelna, powerful Hamath, and Gath and Philistia. Are you greater than any of those kingdoms? You are cruel and you forget the coming day of judgment. You rich people lounge around with beds with ivory posts while dining on the meat of your lambs and calves. You sing foolish songs to the music of harps. And you make up new tunes just as David used to do. You drink all the wine you want and wear expensive perfume. But you don't care about the ruin of your nation. You will be the first to be dragged off as captives. Your good times will end. The Lord God All-Powerful has sworn by His own name. You descendants of Jacob make me angry by your pride, and I hate your fortresses. So I will surrender your cities and possessions to your enemies. If only ten of you survive by hiding in a house, you will still die. As you carry out a corpse to prepare it for burial, your relative in the house will ask you, Are there others? You will answer, No. Then your relative will reply, Be quiet. Don't dare mention the name of the Lord. At the Lord's command, houses great and small will be smashed to pieces. Horses can't gallop on rocks. Oceans can't be ploughed. But you have turned justice and fairness into bitter poison. You celebrate the defeat of Lodabar and Canaan, and you boast by saying we did it on our own. But the Lord God All-Powerful will send a nation to attack you people of Israel. They will capture Lebo Hamath in the north, Araba Creek in the south, 
and everything in between. Matthew 26 When Jesus had finished teaching, he told his disciples, You know that two days from now will be the Passover. That is when the Son of Man will be handed over to his enemies and nailed to a cross. At that time, the chief priests and the nation's leaders were meeting at the home of Caiaphas, the high priest. They planned how they could sneak around and have Jesus arrested and put to death. But they said, We must not do it during the Passover, because the people will riot. Jesus was in the town of Bethany, eating at the home of Simon, who had leprosy. A woman came in with a bottle of expensive perfume and poured it on Jesus' head. But when his disciples saw this, they became angry and complained. Why such a waste? We could have sold this perfume for a lot of money and given it to the poor. Jesus knew what they were thinking, and he said, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing for me. You will always have the poor with you but you won't always have me. She has poured perfume on my body to prepare it for burial. You may be sure that wherever the good news is told all over the world, people will remember what she has done, and they will tell others. Judas Iscariot is one of the twelve disciples, to the chief priest, and asked, How much will you give me if I help you arrest Jesus? They paid Judas thirty silver coins, and from then on he started looking for a good chance to betray Jesus. On the first day of the festival of thin bread, Jesus' disciples came to him and asked, Where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal? Jesus told them to go to a certain man in the city and tell them, Our teacher says, My time has come. I want to eat the Passover meal with my disciples in your home. They did as Jesus told them and prepared the meal. When Jesus was eating with his twelve disciples that evening, he said, One of you will surely hand me over to my enemies. The disciples were very sad, and each one said to the Lord, Jesus, you can't mean me. He answered, One of you men, who has eaten with me from this dish, will betray me. The Son of Man will die, as the Scripture says, but it's going to be terrible for the one who betrays me. That man would be better off if he'd never been born. Judas said, Teacher, you surely don't mean me. That's what you say, Jesus replied. But later Judas did betray him. During the meal, Jesus took some bread in his hands. He blessed the bread and broke it. Then he gave it to the disciples and said, Take this and eat it. This is my body. Jesus picked up a cup of wine and gave thanks to God. He then gave it to his disciples and said, Take this and drink it. This is my blood. And with it, God makes his agreement with you. It will be poured out so that many people will have their sins forgiven. From now on, I am not going to drink any wine until I drink new wine with you in my Father's kingdom. Then they sung a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. Jesus said to his disciples, During this very night, all of you will reject me as the scriptures say, I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised to life, I will go to Galilee ahead of you. Peter spoke up, Even if all the others reject you, I never will. Jesus replied, I promise you that before a rooster crows tonight, you will say three times that you don't know me. But Peter said, Even if I have to die with you, I will never say I don't know you. All the others said the same thing. Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. When they got there, he told them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. Jesus took along Peter and the two brothers, James and John. He was very sad and troubled and said to them, 
I am so sad that I feel as if I am dying. Stay here and keep awake with me. Jesus walked on a little way. Then he knelt with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, don't make me suffer by having me drink from this cup. But do you what you want, and not what I want. He came back and found his disciples sleeping. So he said to Peter, Can't any of you stay awake with me for just one hour? Stay awake and pray that you won't be tested. You want to do what is right, but you are weak. Again Jesus went to pray and said, My father, if there is no other way and I must suffer, I will still do what you want. Jesus came back and found them sleeping again. They simply could not keep their eyes open. He left them and prayed the same prayer once more. Finally Jesus returned to his disciples and said, Are you still sleeping and resting? The time has come for the Son of Man to be handed over to sinners. Get up, let's go. The one who will betray me is already here. Jesus was still speaking when Judas the betrayer came up. He was one of the twelve disciples, and a large mob armed with swords and clubs was with him. They had been sent by the chief priests and the nation's leaders. Jesus had told them ahead of time, Arrest the man I greet with a kiss. Judas walked right up to Jesus and said, Hello, teacher. Then Judas kissed him. Jesus replied, My friend, why are you here? The men grabbed Jesus and arrested him. One of Jesus' followers pulled a sword. He struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. But Jesus told him, Put your sword away. Anyone who lives by fighting will die by fighting. Don't you know that I could ask my father and right away he would send me more than twelve armies of angels? But then how could the words of Scripture come true which say that this must happen? Jesus said to the mob, Why do you come with swords and clubs to arrest me like a criminal? Day after day I sat and taught in the temple and you didn't arrest me. But all this happened so that what the prophets wrote would come true. All of Jesus' disciples left him and ran away. After Jesus had been arrested, he was led off to the house of Caiaphas, the high priest. The nation's leaders and the teachers of the law of Moses were meeting there. But Peter followed at a distance and came to the courtyard at the high priest's palace. He went in and sat down with the guards to see what was going to happen. The chief priests and the whole council wanted to put Jesus to death, so they tried to find some people who would tell lies about him in court. But they could not find any, even though many did come and tell lies. At last two men came forward and said, This man claimed that he would tear down God's temple and build it again in three days. The high priest stood up and asked Jesus, Why don't you say something in your own defense? Don't you hear the charges they are making against you? But Jesus did not answer. So the high priest said, With the living God looking on you, you must tell the truth. Tell us, are you the Messiah, the Son of God? That is what you say, Jesus answered. But I will tell all of you. Soon you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right side of God All-Powerful and coming on the clouds of heaven. The high priest then tore his robe and said, This man claims to be God. We don't need any more witnesses. You have heard what he said. What do you think? They answered, He is guilty and deserves to die. Then they spit in his face and hit him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, You think you are the Messiah? So tell us who hit you. While Jesus was sitting in the courtyard, a servant girl came up to him and said, You were with Jesus from Galilee. In front of everyone, Peter said, That isn't so. I don't know what you're talking about. When Peter had gone out to the gate, another servant girl saw him and said to some people there, 
This man was with Jesus from Nazareth. Again, Peter denied it, and this time he swore, I don't even know that man. A little while later, some people standing there walked over to Peter and said, We know that you are one of them. We can tell it because you talk like someone from Galilee. Peter began to curse and swear, I don't know that man. Right then a rooster crowed, and Peter remembered that Jesus had said, Before a rooster crows, you will say three times, You don't know me. Then Peter went out and cried hard. Ecclesiastes 12 Keep your Creator in mind while you are young. In years to come you will be burdened down with troubles and say, I don't enjoy life any more. Some day the light of the sun and the moon and the stars will all seem dim to you. Rain clouds will remain over your head. Your body will grow feeble, your teeth will decay and your eyesight fail. The noisy grinding of grain will be shut out by your deaf ears. But even the song of a bird will keep you awake. You will be afraid to climb up a hill or walk down a road. Your hair will turn as white as almond blossoms. You will feel lifeless and drag along like an old grasshopper. We each go to our eternal home, and the streets are filled with those who mourn. The silver cord snaps. The golden bowl breaks. The water pitcher is smashed and the pulley at the well is shattered. So our bodies return to the earth and the life-giving breath returns to God. Nothing makes sense. I have seen it all. Nothing makes sense. I was a wise teacher with much understanding and I collected a number of proverbs that I had carefully studied. Then I tried to explain these in the best and most accurate way. Words of wisdom are like a stick a farmer uses to make animals move. These sayings come from God, our only shepherd, and they are like nails that fasten things together. My child, I warn you to stay away from any teaching except these. There is no end to books, and too much study will wear you out. Everything you were taught can be put into a few words. Respect and obey God. This is what life is all about. God will judge everything we do, even what is done in secret whether good or bad. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And after music, we'll say our prayers for the day and the time of the year.
Before we say our prayers for the day and the time of year, just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray for you, then drop us a line through the usual channels. Check out the show notes for the contact details. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and email are all there. There are links in the show notes. If you click the links, they'll take you to wherever you need to go. Today, we've been asked to pray for Martine, who's just discovered that her two-year-old grandson has been diagnosed with leukemia. So if we can remember Martine in our prayers. Let's pray, shall we? Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for moving our hearts so that we know that we are your children. Even in the midst of turmoil and evil, fear and pain, you bring us happiness. We can know that you are holding us with your right hand and will firmly deliver us from all evil. Let your spirit be at work everywhere. Give us patience when time is needed in our own hearts and in the hearts of all people who also belong to you. Father, continue to strengthen us, so that even the heaviest burden does not crush us, and we may exult in hope because you will right every wrong to the glory of your name. Amen. And our prayer for the time of the year. And we're praying for those, this week we're going to be praying for teachers and students as most people go back to school this week. Lord God, help those who are teachers to keep peace in the classroom peace between students and themselves, to be kind and gentle to each and every one of their students. Help them to be merciful to their students, to balance mercy and discipline in the right measure for each and every student. To give genuine praise as much as possible, to give constructive criticism in a manner that is helpful to their students. Help them to remain conscientious enough to keep their lessons always interesting to recognize what motivates each of their students, to accept their students' limitations and not hold it against them. Father, help them not to judge their students too harshly, to be fair to all, to be a good role model. But most of all, Lord, help them to show your love to all their students. Amen. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details for today's episode can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and air credits for the prayers. If you want to partner with Walking the Way, please head to www.givesendgo.com forward slash walking the way. And for more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk or you can find me on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget, you can also listen to Walking the Way on YouTube and TuneIn. And if you're in the States, radio.com. My name is Ray, and so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue Walking the Way. <laughs>